Welcome to the Frenemies Podcast, where four friends debate the latest issues in all sports and have a fun time doing it. High-heated arguments, crazy takes, and passionate opinions is what fills every pack-filled episode. Frenemies is available on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, and others. Welcome to episode 39 of the Frenemies Podcast. It's a special episode today. It's the Frenemies NBA Awards. <laughs> Great NBA season. The playoffs already started. Um, the NBA's already picked some of these, but that doesn't really matter with the Frenemies things. Um, so we'll go through. Should I state every category we're going to do? Or should just we'll, go, we'll go category by one at a time. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree. So we're going to start it off with probably the least um, I don't know, look forward to. Executive this one will be quick. Um, mine's the Bulls GM. Mark, Mark Epsley. The, the Bulls team kind of fell apart at the end. And that was moves, a lot of blood to do with injuries, did, too. Bring in Lonzo, yeah. signing DeMar, Caruso. getting Caruso. I think by far to the most as a GM. Because there's other good teams there. Already had, those, those pieces were already in place for previous years. I'm going to say so I'm doing yeah. what happened like this summer and like the moves he made. That's where I'm going to go with the Bulls GM. I 100% agree with Jake. Um, the Bulls had one of the biggest turnarounds this season, and it was largely due to pieces added this summer. It wasn't like the Grizzlies who kind of like grew up this year. Um, but I think it's the Bulls GM. Yeah, I'm bouncing off you too. Um, it's the Bulls. I feel like I honestly thought they might have gotten swept, or I thought they were going to get swept. They put up more of a fight than I thought, more of a fight than I thought they would have at least. Um, injuries hurt them toward the end of the year, but yeah, the moves they made, they're they've set themselves up nicely long term. Jack, do you have anyone different? Hopefully, I do. I have Pat Riley of the Miami Heat. I absolutely love what the Miami like Heat that. have done this year. Uh, they added Kyle Lowry. They kept their centerpieces in Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Um, they're up 3-1 against the Hawks at the moment. I still think they're the favorites to come out of the East. I think Pat Riley, and I think Pat Riley over the course of his career in Miami has done a fantastic job. And I think it really came to fruition this year as they were the one seed. I like the pick, but just to clarify, this is just regular season. That's, that's okay. I'll still yeah, I mean, they still, they still had a great record. Yeah. Also, he, just, he, find, he finds a way to find his job. Like Max Struess being a and uh, Duncan Robinson, Steve, is it Steven Robinson. Vincent? The Vin- Gabe Vincent, Vincent, Gabe, yeah, Gabe I'm sorry, Gabe Vincent. Vincent. Gabe Vincent's Caleb really good Martin. too. They just find these guys and they just find they find the niche in Miami, Miami culture, and yeah, and Miami. none of these guys are like lottery picks. None of them are. No. Oh, the not reason, at all. The only reason Miami isn't mine is because they didn't add a player like the caliber of Demar Derozan. I exactly. mean, Demar Derozan was unbelievable this year. And so that's why I have the Bulls over the Heat. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So now comes the decision time. We, the four of us, have to vote. We have to choose who our frenemies executive of the year is. And are we doing? We each get one veto this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But once you use that veto, you can't use it again. That's fair. Um, uh, are we? You go with the Bulls. Are the, do the three of you guys have the Bulls? We all three of us have yeah. the Bulls. I just think they just did more this offseason. Yeah, I agree. That's why I think executive is so hard because, like, if you do a draft pick three years ago and he finds he's doing well now, it's mm-hmm. kind of like this year. So it's, I think it's difficult. But I think my that's fair. I think I it just this is my opinion. I think Kyle Lowry is such a huge addition to a great Bulls team. So I think the Bulls he's are a great team underrated. as it is, and I think I think the Bulls would have been a two or three seed without Lowry. And I think Lowry turns them from a conference finals team to a championship contender mm-hmm. team. But I'm fine with going right. uh, with the Bulls GM. They added two, three huge players this offseason. They did a fantastic yeah. job. I just want to say Hunter's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> he's been the most hating on the Heat, and then he says Kyle Lowry's They might get swept sure next series. Like, ooh, Sixers. 
I'm still not. We'll talk about this later. I'm still not convinced. The Sixers are currently up three one. I'm still not convinced they win that series. Oh my! We'll talk okay. about it later. That, that's a right. well, we gotta we'll go through this. Um, we'll go next up. Oh, oh so sorry. Wait, yeah, so- our official pick, our official front of me is executive of the year, Mark Evsley from the Chicago Bulls. Well done, Mark. I didn't know your name ten seconds ago. No one did. All right. Um, we'll go to front of me's moment of the year, right, Jack? Let's go coach of the year first. Coach. We'll go coach of the year. I got. Sure, I got to think sure. about my moment. That's of the fine. Year. That's fine. Uh, front of me's coach of the year. I guess I'll start it here. There honestly is a lot of candidates. Um, yeah. When the Cavs are doing really well, JB Bickerstaff is up there just because a team that's not expected to do well when they do well. Bickers, I, lo- I really like up. Bickerstaff. So that's what Bickerstaff was brought up. But for me, it was kind of stuck between the Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins, who found a way throughout injuries to their best player, finished. Third in the Western Conference, which I think is incredible. It's between him and Spolstra for me and, and Monty Williams because Monty didn't win it last year and he probably should have. That's why I like to throw Monty in there. Yeah. But my advice is Taylor Jenkins. I think what he, did, what he did for Memphis, for no one really expected this out of Memphis, and he was able to, I don't know, galvanize the guys. Everyone's just like, no matter who's in the game for them, they kind of play just a similar way. They play with energy. They have an identity, and it's Taylor Jenkins for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm also agreeing with Jake here. The way the Memphis Grizzlies just kind of rallied together with Jaw out, and honestly, what were they like? What was their record when Jaw was two. out? Twenty and two. I mean, that's that's honestly unbelievable. Like you have an MVP candidate type of player, and he gets hurt, and you're still twenty and two with the kind of the role players around you. That's I mean, that's crazy. It's got to be Taylor Jenkins. He did a phenomenal job this year. Um, some guy that I feel like kind of goes thrown under the radar every year. I don't like the heat, but Eric Spolstra is just always so consistent. Everyone kind of thought LeBron carried him. Cause he, what was he? Remember he was like a cameraman or something yeah. for the heat. Yeah. Video guy for the heat organization for a while. And he just kept going up and up until he finally became the head coach. And I feel like every single year that he always had just a very solid year and Spolstra deserves to be at least mentioned. Now, I'll say this about Mike Spolstra, because I love the Heat. I love Spolstra. Eric. Okay. Eric. 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 Why was I thinking? You're, you're okay. You're good. I was looking at Mike Budenholzer. I'm sorry. I was like, George sorry. Uh, <laughs> big fan of Spolstra. And I'll say this, because uh, as the uh, as Frenemies Nation knows, I hate LeBron James. <laughs> and Eric Spolstra is the only coach I've seen that has kind of been able to handle LeBron. No, not handle LeBron. Survive LeBron. Okay. Oh <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Vogel's on the way out. <laughs> Ty lose first year without LeBron, went 0-6 and got up. fired. <laughs> he did get Maybe fired. He got fired. He got fired. He got fired. Hold it's, on. I just got you can't point. handle – It's Spolstra was able to handle his own with LeBron and post-LeBron. Like I said, LeBron James is a forest fire. Mike Brown, gone. David Mike Blatt, gone. David Blatt sucks. David Blatt was, uh, was in first place in the East when he got fired. So I'll say, I'll say that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. No, I need to say something. For those of you who are consistent listeners – there are certain episodes where I'm pretty good, and then there's some, there's, you know, a few here or there where I just blow up towards the end. Yes, these are one of those moments. It it's like dumping gasoline. It's like little easy teensy bits of gasoline until oh, there's a whole forest fire by the end of the episode. Forest fire. That's what I say about LeBron James. See, there's another example right there. Why there's a great chance I'll probably lose it in one of these segments coming up because I have a feeling. Oh, no, you'll lose it next segment. Just trust me. You'll lose it next, seg- next segment. All right. Where were we at? Carter. 
Kurt, I can see your the name on the screen. I totally forgot about him. I should have guys. Coach of the year. Guys. He was in my top. Year. I love Taylor Jenkins. Well, hold on. Let me let me give you my. I haven't even given you my. Oh, coach. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Just, sorry, Jack. Sorry. Sorry. Jack. It's just I was. It was very. Yeah, we got distracted. It's very important for me to. Um, LeBron does that to you. He does that to a lot of his players too. All right. So real quickly, before I give you my coach of the year, there have just been some phenomenal coaches this year. Yes, there have. Spolstra, phenomenal. Monty Williams is one of my favorite coaches in the NBA. Yep, I love Monty. Um. Rick Car or not Rick Carlisle? I'm sorry. Um, Jason Kidd. Again, yeah, this coach. coach this was that's a great, yeah, great mention. Jason Kidd was a failure in Milwaukee. He walks yeah. into Dallas. No one expects him to. No one expects him to turn around. I mean, Dallas is a good team, but you're taking over from Rick Carlisle, who is you know he's renowned as one of the best coaches in the NBA, and Jason Kidd just does a phenomenal job, and no one really expected it. I'm gonna go just because it's a great recovery story. I'm going Jason Kidd as my coach of the year. Okay. Actually, that's that's a great pick. I, I like just want to say they started struggling off the bat, and there was a little bit of rumors that he was gonna get fired. Mm -hmm. this, he recovered really unbelievable, now too, which is just crazy. Yeah, that's a great mention. And Luca's um, honestly hard to handle. All right, sorry. Yeah, he led the league in technical fouls. Luca's a little bit hard to handle. Yeah. For me, it was a two-man race. I like Spolstra. Um, I like my. I like Kidd. I like Kidd. I really like Taylor Jenkins, but I think he finishes second for me this year, and here's why. I think a lot of the success – Taylor Jenkins is a good coach in my opinion, but I think a lot of the success this year for the Memphis Grizzlies had to do with the growing up of John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, et cetera. The Boston Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, were 20-21 and 21 at the All-Star break. They then proceeded to go on a 31-10 to and 10 record to finish off the season. Yeah, and they didn't. It's not like they were got a bunch of players back. They just sucked at the beginning of the season. They're bad, and now, I, yeah, and now bad. they are putting a bead down on a lot of people's title favorites. So for me, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Ime Odoka. Ime yeah. Odoka. Ime Odoka is my coach of the year, and for that reason, they were twenty and twenty one. They finished significantly 51 31. They're the number, what, two seed? Number two. Yeah. yeah. Two seed. And absolutely. I know it's only regular season, but absolutely waxing the Brooklyn Nets right now. Yeah. That's a great pick, Carter. And great pick. the defensive adjustments. I know Jason Tatum and Mark Smart are playing great defense, but just the schemes that they're throwing at Kevin Durant is something I've never seen before. And I've never seen it fluster Kevin Durant like that. Now, do I think part of the problem is Steve Nash, who I dearly love as a player, not making a good coaching adjustments? Yes. But especially after Brad Stevens just randomly gets up yeah. and decides to leave and go to the front office and to have to fill those shoes. That's, that's, that's a good one. Star, that's a really good one. Him, that's my pick. Listen, I honestly – I haven't seen a team like the Boston Celtics play defense on the two best scorers of all time, arguably, ever. I mean, they're legit locking down game after game after game, and they're doing it as we speak. They're up, I guess, eight right now, midway through the third. They're, like, on the verge of sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. Like, the Nets are legit done. And it's all due to uh, – Aduka got Tatum and Brown to commit defensively, and Marcus Smart was always there. Honestly, I think Marcus Smart's kind of the leader of that team, yes. sort of. No, he He's the rah-rah guy. But um, the way Tatum and Brown have committed themselves defensively has just been unbelievable. I would say – remember, it's just regular season, though. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Just as, yeah, and with it just being regular season, I'm honestly willing to cut off the voting here. 
believe it or not, I'm going to agree with Carter. I love Adoka. He's a phenomenal coach. He's done a phenomenal job with the Celtics. I mean, I got to see the Celtics in person this year, below a 20-point lead to the Cavs. And then since then, I'm pretty sure the Celtics are like 35-plus games yeah. over 500 since that very game. All right, yeah. I'm a big Adoka fan. I'll go Adoka here. I, well. I'm, I mean, I really like Taylor Jenkins. I don't know. I'm not going to waste a veto if you like Adoka, though. Like, I'm fine with either. And it's just, it's so, it's, I'm so torn. Because honestly, I think five different coaches can honestly be it. And oh, I agree. I think I think it's either. Good, yeah. But I think. Let me say something about Adoka real quickly that might change your mind. Let's remember last season, Brad Stevens was regarded as one of the best coaches in the NBA and one of the best young mm-hmm. coaches ever in the NBA. He steps down and goes into a front office role, and nobody in the world except the Celtics, not yeah. even, maybe even the Celtics players. I don't even know, know who this dude was. The Celtics a players, because a lot of people made fun of Udoka when he got hired. No one knew who that guy was. Yeah, They thought they was just some bum they picked off the streets. And now he's the second seed with the Celtics, and they've got far and away the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about this. The <coughs> pressure Udoka was under. And then on top of that, at the All-Star break, it was, do we trade Tatum? Do we trade Brown? Do we trade Smart? Kept all three, and now they're the two seed. I'm honestly fine with going Udoka. <laughs> If you like it. So here, I'm just going to say this before I do my final vote. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm a heart attack in the corner. Okay. Um, right. The biggest thing for Adoka for me, and that, besides his just adjustments and stuff, he got, like, they bought into him. Like, you, he, especially star players, Jalen Brown and Tatum, they have to bind to the coach first, and then everyone else kind of follows, follows suit. Yeah, and mid-season when everyone they looked like awful, he was able to you know straighten the course, let the buyers play into him, his system, his culture. So that's why I think he's a great pick, and that's why I'll go for him. But I do want to say for Taylor Jenkins, I think he does a very similar job to Emi Doka, but mm-hmm. he did it with young guys. I think Jenkins will win it, like in the actual NBA. Yeah. I think Jenkins will probably win it. And deserving, so deservingly, yeah, so. yeah. He's been phenomenal. So I'm going with going with Doka here. I'm a Doka. All right. All right. The official frenemies pick for coach of the year. All right, we're, send it over to me here for a second. We're gonna we're we're going to add one real quick, and it is going to be the frenemies' most underrated player of the year. I know this is top of all. I know this is off the top of all, all of your heads, but I would just like I want to say mine. We're just adding this. Yes, we're we're just adding this. I like off the script. Off the script. I like this. I want to. How were we were planning the show? I was really. I was focused. Not really, but. All right. I want to say mine first. My frenemy's most underrated player of the year is LeBron James. Now, the way okay, no, we're here. we gotta listen. We're here. We're here, listen. Baby. Let's the go. way the way Jackson has bashed him yes. and just yes. just yes. completely yes. trashed LeBron's wow. name in the mud for the past nine months is the reason why I have to add this and say his name. And honestly, it's not even just Jackson. Like, Twitter world and legit everyone has just... LeBron legit averaged 38-8 and as, like, a 37-year-old. That is unheard of. So, I know it's a little unconventional. (laughs) And you three can disagree or agree. I know Carter probably agrees. But the front of me is for me, most underrated player of the year. And I know I know, I know, know he's not going to win because you're going to use your veto if he does. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> but I'm going LeBron has been one of his best seasons. All right, so oh, let me, no, 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 no. I'm going first. No, no I didn't take my I agree with one and then you can respond. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about LeBron because in my eyes, how can LeBron be underrated? Be exactly. Underrated exactly. When he literally but it's not even dropped him. 38 mm-hmm. and 8. 
about, about, about. Guys, that is better than any MVP season he's ever had. He's This is one of his best seasons, I think. And I know he didn't make the playoffs. I know that's why a lot of people are bashing him. But you can only do so much as one man. And I legit feel like he dominated. And he played He played <laughs> most last, of the regular season, the last too, games which is played, rare for him. When he didn't drop 50 points, you want to know what the Lakers' record was? 0-8. Oh, 0-8. They didn't win a game when he didn't drop 50. A game, not one. Not a not a regulation regular season basketball game. Yeah, with street clothes and Westbrook. So I'm sorry, this was a little unconventional, street but this clothes. this had this had this had to be said. All right, so yes. Now, now that the brontosexuals are done, <laughs> I would like to go off the rails here, and I would like to add our own frenemies overrated player of the year, and I'd like to nominate LeBron James for that mention. <laughs> um. I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, I'm not going to nominate a player. No, that's for, our failure. I'm not going to nominate a player for my most underrated player. I'll let you three say LeBron James. I'll veto. I'll let you three pick another one. Okay. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Why? Why? What do you mean why? Hold on. Are you going to save your You know what? You know, Michael you Jordan. Save your failure for, yeah, save it for your failure. Have your whole spiel on LeBron for your failure. Okay? That's fine. I will. I, I mean – Real quick, hold on, but real quick, real quick, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let to, to your point, Hunter, when LeBron James and Michael Jordan, when they were at the same age and MJ was on the Wizards, that Wizards team with worse players had more wins. That's my capiche right there. That's my end of story. Um, you guys can duke it out for the next underrated player. I officially veto <laughs> LeBron James as underrated player of the year. I will officially be using my veto. Who do you have? All right. Well, I was not expecting that. You know, I was a, I did think of a player that I actually really like. Now he has exploded in the playoffs. Even before that, I thought he was a great player and underrated. Jalen Brunson on the Mavericks is I all that was my literally second pick. That was actually my pick. Fantastic guard. As I read a report today that the Mavericks could have offered him earlier, like five for seventy-five. No, that is four years fifty-five. Four for fifty-five, wow. yeah. And they said they didn't offer him the contract, and now he's going to get paid like twenty to thirty yeah. million dollars a year. His words, so, he said, "Ain't no hometown discount coming to Dallas." Yeah, I think it's from his dad, but yeah. It's, that's that's, a really, that's a really bad move on the Mavericks, but he's he's so good, and it just takes the pressure off yes. Luka, him yeah. and Dinwiddie, and you the three guards the way they just play together it works it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's for me it's Jalen Brunson. I loved him last year, and if they were able to sign him that four fifty five million dollar contract, he legit could be. If he keeps developing, could he be the second best player behind Luca and that team could win a championship? Uh, I mean, Maybe you, if they get better players. Brunson but... at the one, Dinwiddie at the two, Luca at the three. I don't think they'll. I don't think, I don't I think, think they can play together. I think though. eventually, just because they need someone off the bench. But I do. I just I do love how they all play off each other. But that's that's a good thought. But yeah, mine's Jalen Brunson. Carter, is yours Jalen Brunson too? I like that. Pick. I'll go Jalen Brunson. If you're right vetoing, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I want to mention. I want to mention Dejounte Murray. I think Dejounte Murray's been phenomenal. He was an All Star. I. He, he wasn't an officer, right? He was. I thought he was. He was. He but was. He, it was because of injuries. Yeah, though. injuries. He, 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 Murray, he almost averaged a triple-double. That's, that's a really good pick. Um, I want to mention two Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Jared Allen was he, he unbelievable this year for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the impact he, he had was that's honestly valid. phenomenal on the court. I mean, you needed Jared Allen on that Cavs team. One more real quick. I know he got hurt. Ricky Rubio, at the beginning of the year for the Cleveland Cavaliers, was honestly – one of the most impactful players, and I think got the spark going for no, that's for the Cavs. Yeah, fully right. So I wanted to mention those two. Let me now. say something about Jared Allen real quickly. Um, before Jared I Allen was injured, before Jared Allen was injured, the Cavaliers were a top ten team in defensive rating. 
after the Jared Allen injury, from his injury to the last game of the regular season, you know what the Cavs finished in defensive net rating? 25th, 26th. 30th. Dead oh, last yeah, in the entire it was, it was tough to watch. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's such yeah, it's such from 10th to you lose one player last. He didn't make the All-Star game. Yeah, that's honestly incredible. So I think Jared Allen should be up there. That's fair. It's just he also got injured. I feel like yeah. Brunson was healthy the entire year, right? I I like Jalen Brunson. And Dejounte Murray damn near averaged a triple yeah. double, yeah. and just, no one cares. It's just that him, his just like his Jaylen team Brunson. just lost. That's but just yeah, that's I'll go Brunson here for him. All right, the official frenemies pick for most underrated player in the NBA, Jalen Brunson. So, so it's got extended by All right, now, thirty we, minutes. Yeah, can we get back on track here? <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, um, frenemies most improved player. Um, I was started first last time, so we'll go with Carter. You know, this one was hard for me because Ja just won it. Yeah, and I don't think it's Ja, by the way. And I and I like Ja, but it, for some reason, it just feels like Ja's always been this good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the stats just didn't yeah. reflect it. So I'm gonna yeah. go with I'm gonna go with Darius Garland, and I know that may be you know a hometown. Yeah. Pick that may be scrutinized by non-Cleveland Cavalier fans, but I mean, just the jump in a lot of his stats and the leadership mm-hmm. he showed, and he was unbelievable down the stretch for the Cavs in some in some crucial crucial games. Yeah, and. I don't know. It, it's just really hard for me to pick to pick anyone else. I mean, he averaged twenty one. What is it? Twenty one and nine. I'm pretty 21 sure. Twenty one eight and like three or something. Like yeah. I mean, it's really good. I and I thought he took a step where he could be the second best player. He looked like a second. No, and just watching the Cavs, like you could tell Garland was he became when so he was off the floor. They were. They were hard to watch offense. Yeah, no, Carter, that was mine too. Uh, I'm honestly surprised Darius Garland didn't win this award. I mean, I know Ja was nominated. I really don't think he should have been nominated just because I feel like he was almost similar to this last year. Like, I know he's obviously played better this year, but I feel like Garland's made one of the biggest jumps by far this year. Uh, he led that Cavs team. He was maybe not the leader, but at least on the on the court leader for that Cavs team. No, uh, I agree with that. I, I love what Garland did this year, and he's also my most improved player. So let me take it from Garland here. A few years ago, I did not like Darius Garland draft pick. I didn't like him two years ago, and I wasn't a big fan of him last year. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he would ever be anything special. Yeah. Before the season started, uh, Jake Connor and I bought uh, monthly passes for the uh, Cavs. We got 11 home games out of it. Darius Garland absolutely blew me away this year. I couldn't believe how big of a stride he took in one year, and I was blown away. Yeah. If you two didn't say Darius Garland, Darius Garland would have been my most improved player. But since you two said Garland, I'm going to go someone on the West Coast. Jordan Poole has yep. just been absolutely yep. phenomenal right. this season. I mean, he it's not like he was bad last year. He was not. But he wasn't good. No. And then this year, it's he was in the G League for a little bit. This year, he's just bit. been unbelievable. And when he got drafted, I don't even remember Jordan Poole being this tall. Now he's like a taller player. He's got six, some six now. He's six four entering the league. Yeah, he's grown two inches. He's got some length to him. He can shoot, drive, slash, and pass. And he can see the floor really well. He works so well with Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my most improved player. I've absolutely love loved the way I Jordan love Poole's played this I love year. That. Jake? 
right. I originally had Darius Garland. And then I thought about Miles Bridges, but he kind of fell off. He was, he, he was playing well, just not as much. Yeah. Um, Desmond Bain. He should be I think there. a player that doesn't get talked about. He His three-point shooting is phenomenal. And he actually plays defense strong. I saw where he actually, like, in the play- playoff game, he did, like, a full-on Superman dive. Tried he to get reminds the ball. me of Clay Thompson, except he can put the ball on the deck a little bit. And no. He's not as good as Clay Thompson yet. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying his playing style is similar. Defensively. I mean, he's really good defensively. Like, all-ball defender. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's very like his playing style is very similar to Clay. Uh, we just mentioned him, Jalen Brunson. Improved. Tyrese Maxey has taken Maxie a step up really alongside well Harden. But I think a guy that no one really is like talking about, and he's up for another award. Tyler Hero last year Suck. was awful. He like he was atrocious. And his ability to come back this year, like there's a NBA comeback player of the year. Oh, like we Tyler have this, Hero. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. But I do want to put him for most improved. He's improved for five five plus points. He's the obvious six man of the year award. So I'm gonna I'm so, I'm still gonna pick Darius Garland, but All I think right. Tyler here deserves a shout out for like that. Approved. You guys go Garland. I'd like to give it to hometown kid. We go in Garland. Yeah, and yeah. that's probably a homer pick. We'll take Darius Garland. All right, the front of me's official NBA Most Improved Player Award goes to Darius Garland. All right, All right. Uh, should we do six man? Because I think it's probably gonna be us. Everyone picks the same person. Yep, it was Tyler Hero. It wasn't close. If you said anything else, you're wrong. That's fine. Let me I throw agree. something at you, though. I, I, no, I also – yeah. You go start. first. You All go right. first. There could I be one say, other person to be thrown. I want to say the impact Kevin Love had That's well. exactly who I was going to say. No, and, and, no, and it's, it's Tyler Hero. The answer is Tyler Hero. But the impact Kevin Love had on that Cavs team and the way – watching him play basketball this year, he almost led the league in charges. Any of you know that? He's yeah, 36 no. years old. 6'11", by the way, and almost led the entire NBA in charges taken this year. He was fun to watch. I mean, he he was honestly incredible, I thought, this year. For the Cavs coming off the bench, there was a spark they needed. His three ball improved about 4% from last year. And he, honestly, it didn't even seem like he cared the past two years, which if I were him, I don't think I would either. But he bought into this young Cavs team and has become the veteran, kind of the veteran leadership that they needed desperately. And I just wanted to say Kevin Love has been – Unbelievable this year and should be at least mentioned. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Kevin Love also averages uh, more rebounds than Tyler Hero. Obviously, he's a big. But here's something a lot of people aren't talking about uh, for the six-man race. Tyler Hero is putting up 18 shots a game this year. Kevin Love's putting up 10. If you're giving Kevin Love eight more shots a game off the bench, he's putting up similar scoring numbers to Tyler Hero. And then on top of that, you get the rebounding and the passing that you don't get with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is the six-man of the year. That's my vote. But Kevin Love is absolutely yep. a lot closer than people are making it out to be. Completely agree. His impact he has made on this young Cavs team being the old guy. And on top of that, is if he put if he got the same amount of playing time and same amount of shots as Tyler Hero. It's probably it's he might win it. Probably yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. He probably he honestly probably does. Yeah. It'll the be, the answer is Tyler Hero. Though. It'll be interesting to see where he goes down in NBA history. Kevin Love. He's such a weird player to try like, and judge. Like I don't know where I mean, 20 10 to 24, 2016, Kevin Love was really good. Yeah. I mean, but like, he never won up. He never even made the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Minnesota that Minnesota team. team, he was such a, like a, I don't even know, I don't even know how to compare him because I feel like you can't even hardly compare him to anyone, but he was, he was almost averaged 30 like, points a game. This is where I will say Minnesota team. Kevin Love on that Minnesota team might've been a poor man's Jokic. He couldn't move as well as Jokic. He couldn't move. That's why I called well, him yeah. a poor man's Jokic. I mean, yeah. Like he could he could pass not as well as Jokic, but you know he could also shoot not as well as Jokic. But like he could do all those things. Yeah, he was a better shooter. I, I like that. No, I don't mind that. Actually. I don't hate that either. 
That'll be interesting to see where he ends up in like the all-time standings at the powerful. All right, I would say if the. Um, sorry, no, you're, you're, no, you're sorry. <laughs> um, if the Cavs are going to like maximize this value, they they should trade him. They should trade him now. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying strategically, if do you really, do we really expect Kemba to play that well next year? And 34 million dollars would be really nice this offseason. Exactly. But you know, I love Kevin Love though. Just um, after this year, but yeah. All right, for me, yeah, Hero. Tyler Hero. His impact. I would say Jordan Clarkson. He also very similar to Tyler Hero in the volume, but just wasn't as good as this year. Tyler Hero. So we all, all right, good. good. All right. The front enemy's official pick for NBA Six Man of the Year, Tyler Hero. All right. Where do you want to go next, boys? Moments. No, we'll, we'll go to DPOY. We're going to take a small little break here. And we'll give us some time to think about it, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Frenemies Award Show. We're going to go to the Frenemies Defensive Player of the Year. Um, it's kind of disappointing. My first two picks for this award got hurt, Jeremiah Greens and Robert Williams. So because of that, kind of by default, he's – I don't want to say by default because he actually is a great defender. Marcus Smart. He, is, he ended up winning it for the NBA. I fully agree with it. What he does for that Celtics defense, he's number one in defense since the All-Star break, I believe. That'd be something like that. Marcus Smart for me. So I'll be honest here. I'm not an NBA player. I really have no idea how to judge a defensive player other than looking at the stats like steals and blocks. And I don't know what the hell a defensive uh, efficiency rating is. Um, <laughs> so I'm really hoping the NBA people got it right with Marcus Smart because I sure as hell have no idea. I'm not going to pretend I know. Uh, I'm going to say Mikel Bridges, just, you know, spice it up a little bit. I think he's a good player from what I've seen him play in Phoenix. I've seen him get a block here and there, and uh, people don't blow by on him. So I'll go Mikel Bridges, but again, I don't know anything about the uh, NBA defensive net efficiency. I'm not going to pretend I do. I'm not going to pretend the people voting do. So I'm going to go Mikel Bridges. You see, you don't All get right. this type of analysis or honesty from other podcasts. We, <laughs> we keep it authentic. Yeah. Like, All right. We say we honestly think. No one else gives you that. Guys. It's Rudy Gobert, and it should have been Rudy Gobert. No, listen, it should have been Rudy Gobert in the actual NBA, too. Gobert said something to Malika Andrews. They had an interview three weeks ago. He said, why should I be penalized for being consistent? He's averaging 11 rebounds, defensive rebounds, 11 defensive rebounds a game, two blocks, and is holding his opponents to 50% inside of six feet. He's a liability. Hunter, I want to change my pick. I'm going Rudy Gobert. You convinced me. <laughs> Guys, he's, he's a liability. He has no. been phenomenal year after year after year, and everyone overlooks him because he's not the flashy or pretty pick, but I think he's no, the best defensive no, that's player incorrect. by far. They don't pick him because he's a liability. On defense? If you play it right, yes. No. If you no. play it right, yes. Jake, if Jake, you go Jake. small, Rudy Gobert, boom. The numbers, the numbers wow. And in the wow. NBA now, where teams play small and they space the floor, he's a liability. So you can say the same about Marcus Smart. Put him down the post. It's the same Wrong! thing. Wrong! Like, no, because he guards! guards! He guards guards. It's not the same thing. They go bear guard centers! But when they take the center, When they take the center out, it's, he's done. You, you can't you can't take guards out. Okay, that's, okay. That's hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That your argument is awful. Marcus Smart can guard positions one through four. Jackson just admitted having zero. Clue. I really enjoyed that. That gave me a lot but of insight. For one time, I'm not on one of the polar ends. This is new for me. I'm like in the middle. Okay. Anyway, I just I hate the Rudy Gobert. Like I, he's a he look, he's a great Utah defender. Was first, but when Marcus Smart is what Marcus Smart Utah is 105.1 with him, which would rank first. Again, I don't know what that means. One one. So that's defensive not a rating efficiency. Yes, defense. Who's the best defense? Who's the best defense for majority of the year is the Boston Celtics. I just think Gobert led a phenomenal defense in Utah. Okay, here, here's 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 the point that's very interesting. 
Marcus Smart is, in my opinion, playing the best defense I've ever seen on the player with the biggest bag in NBA history. Kyrie Irving has the biggest bag in NBA history. And deepest. Was deepest. Yeah, not biggest. And isn't that the same thing? No, it just sounds weird. Let's <laughs> continue. What's Keep wrong? Going. I'm sorry. And Marcus Smart, besides Kyrie's little mini explosion, which can only do so much against Kyrie, has played great defense. But regular season uh, award, regular season I award. I know, but yeah, Rudy I mean, Gobert. And this is my thing with all awards. Same thing with the MVP. In my opinion, it should just be given to the best player in the league. Like if I'm start, if I want to win a championship, who am I drafting first? Not who has the best season because I think that's pointless. It's the most valuable player. But Rudy Gobert is a liability at some point. In time. Yes. He can be exposed in a pick and roll. Correct. And you're seeing, and you saw it in game, even in game one. Because he's asked to be guarding centers. And when he guards centers, he shuts down your favorite center every single night. Almost every night. What about the white pile? Because he had so seven about they, they Maxi Kleba. They put they put they put, they, they put Rudy the, Gobert and, and look at him. Series. Look at him against the MVP. You, okay, Jake, you just said not playoffs. Well, I know, but I'm saying if he's gonna like he right, it's, playoffs, it's correct. Playoffs, and if you're gonna that. pay him, what is he paying? Eighty four million, eighty four million over five years, or something like that. If you want to pay him that to lock down two players, Joel and Nikola Jokic, and Anthony Davis when healthy when he's not in street clothes. Then that's fine, but the problem is, is Jalen Brunson took him in the ball screen, and he looks bad. And so the problem is, it's just hard for me. Even though his, his stats are good, to pick a guy every year that you have to hide, you have to hide him in certain series, and that's and that's weird to say, but like even. I mean, like Ben Wallace, when he was one of the early 2000s, he could guard the pick and roll. Kevin Garnett, who's a – I think he won one. I'm pretty sure he did. He could guard pick and roll. Same thing with Dwight Howard. And now Dwight Howard's a little bit more of like a Rudy Gobert situation. But I don't know. It's close. I just want to say this. Really the close. only reason I bring up the playoffs, that's why he brought up the playoffs, it shows that if you want to – because I'm not going to see him, but there's people are playing around. But if you really want to, you can make Rudy Gobert like the Jazz's own enemy. And that's why you can't do that with Marcus Smart. That's why Marcus Smart's been my um, defensive player of the year. It's so much harder to judge a perimeter defense player of the year, though. No, like, not a, not a, a guard has not won DPOY since 95 96, Gary Payton. Exactly. No, I'm saying like even so Wings. Like this year. Unless they're so dominant, like Scotty Pippen or like a Kawhi Leonard or like a Michael yeah. Gordon or like a LeBron. It is so hard to judge. No, it is perimeter players. All right, so let's stop it here. We've been going on for this for way too long. <laughs> Hunter, tell me, talk to me right now. Why should I keep my pick as Rudy Gobert? I mean, I feel like it's going to be Marcus Smart, just in general. Okay, that was awful. Mar- <laughs> I, I changed my vote to Marcus Smart. Marcus you, Smart. That's fine. Never ever start out a. You're not. I'm fine be, with going. You're smart. not going to be a think, sales rep if you do that. I, no, I just think I just think Rudy Gobert has consistently been one of the best centers in the NBA, and every single year people say the same things. But if we're looking at regular season stats, he has the best stats, and that's it. That's it. He has the best stats in regular season awards. So, are you going to veto Marcus Smart? No, I won't veto it. Right. I'm fine with it. The official pick from the Friday's podcast for NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Marcus Smart.
All right. Uh, I think this next one, we're going to get a little bit of a heated debate here. Frenemies, rookie of the year. Now, you three, <laughs> I would like, I would like to start us out. Um, actually, no, no, no. Jack, we'll go to you. We'll go to Hunter. We'll go to Carter. No, I want to go last. All right. Because right, I have a eulogy. Okay. And I'll go through it then. I'll go Carter. Jackson? The NBA press has made a complete mistake and debacle of the NBA awards <laughs> ceremony. Never in a million years is Scotty Barnes the rookie of the year. I'm sorry. They just picked completely off recency bias, and it's a damn shame, and every single one of those voters <laughs> ought to be ashamed of themselves. If you look at every single ranking through every single month, Evan Mobley was first on every single rookie of the year leaderboard the entire season. And then for the last month, Cade Cunningham was. Where the hell was Scotty Barnes? Not first, not even second most months. And then sure, he has one great playoff series against the Sixers team. And that catapults him to win defensive player. Or, even series, like or two, games. two games to win rookie of the year. Absolutely disgraceful. It was Evan Mobley. It wasn't close. I mean, Evan Mobley anchored that Cavs defense, was top three, top four in the leagues in contested shots, was phenomenal on offense, and was a big reason the Cavs even got to where they were in the first place. The NBA should be the NBA should be ashamed of themselves. The voters should be ashamed of themselves. Stephen A. Smith should be ashamed of himself. He shouldn't be allowed to be a voter. He doesn't know hell about NBA basketball. Absolute disgrace. Evan Mobley's the rookie of the year, and it's not close. And shame on you if you think otherwise. Jack, I agree with everything you said. It's Evan Mobley. It's by far Evan Mobley. I get you. You can have an argument, I think, for Cade Cunningham. <laughs> that might – it's Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham. Those two players have been the best rookies, and I don't think it's that close. Scotty Barnes has been good. Scotty Barnes will be good. He will be a great player, but he is not an Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham type of player at all. And I would like to say, Evan Mobley – Jack, you might want to listen to this. Evan Mobley lost by 10 points. This was one of the closest – um, NBA Rookie of the Year races they've had in a while. You want to know why he lost? Some moron, some NBA executive idiot or Stephen A. moron idiot voted because you can vote one, two, and three. Some idiot, this is what lost Evan Mobley, by the way. You can fact check this. I'm positive. Some idiot voted Evan Mobley outside of the top three, and that is what cost him NBA Rookie of the Year. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. No, I'm actually dead serious. I'm, I'm dead serious. That's what cost him Rookie of the Year because you get a certain top amount of points. Scotty you, get a, Evan, you get a certain amount of points. You get a certain amount of points on where you're voting. And want to know who they had? You want to know their, their one, two, and three? I don't know what idiot this was because it didn't release a name, but he had Franz Wagner at one, <laughs> Kate at two, and Scotty at three. I wanted, to pull, I wanted to pull my pants off and run around the block. That's how ir- that's how pissed off I was. That's why Evan Mobley lost NBA Rookie of the Year because we have idiots making. We mm, I can't say that, but we have we have actual <laughs> it mor- be us. we have we actual morons, actual morons, monkeys trying to run our freaking NBA. It just it just pisses me off. Like it's Evan Mobley. How do you keep Evan Mobley outside your top three? How dumb are you? Like that? Like how is Evan Mobley outside your top three rookies? Do we what know, NBA? What NBA idiot is voting this? Do we know? Can beat writers vote in the rookie of the year race? Because know. if a Magic beat writer decided to vote Franz Wagner, number one, I don't think so. not only should he be revoked of his credentials, <laughs> should be banned executed. for life. From, he should be executed. And you know what? I don't know if I disagree with that. <laughs> if you're terrible. voting, let's think about this. You know what Evan Mobley did with his um, end-of-the-year bonus? You know what Evan Mobley did? What? He bought his mom a car. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take Rookie of the Year away from that and give it to Franz? Franz Wagner. I hate the Wagner. And and the worst part is, 
Like his name is Franz. It's like the knockoff of the Fonz. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. I, I'm just, I'm so pissed off. I can't do this segment. Evan I, Mobley's no, my rookie of the year. Look that up right now. Like I'm dead serious. No, I believe like, you. It's you, unbelievable. I, I don't think you lie about that. No, I, I, it's so. Bad. That's just horrible. All right. So, obviously, we're all Cavs fans here, and watching Evan Mobley, the impact he had on this team was tremendous. However, Scotty Barnes is my rookie of the year. Now, I know this is a shock. This is going to be a shock here for a lot of you because I've been on the Evan Mobley train since the beginning, and I've said Evan Mobley will, should be the rookie of the year. However, when I look at the stats, and I, I can't be a homer, and I have to look at it just from an outside perspective. Every outside metric, like this, these little metrics things, have Scotty Barnes like as a better, like, slightly better than Evan Mobley. Oh, which I don't, I don't really, I don't really metrics. I, can I finish? Jake. And I, I don't really believe in like that stuff. I don't think you can go in that deep. Don't I think believe. I think I test for me. Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley has a slight edge. That's what a slight, okay. a slight. Okay. You, but hold, hold on, hold on. I'm not finished yet. Hold on, give me a second. Scotty Barnes also has a massive impact on the Raptors team and the way they play defense at the scheme that they have. Very similar to Mobley. Their numbers, uh, Scotty Barnes, 15, basically 8 and 4. Mobley, 15, 8 and, th- eight and 3. Eight and a half. So we'll give them nine, nine rebounds. They're so close. So I have to go off of who is the higher record. The Raptors had the higher record just because of how close it was. That's why Scotty Barnes is the rookie of the year. Okay, well, Jake, okay. hold on. No, 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 real quickly. Okay, if we're going to go off record, uh, maybe it would have been fair to say that the Raptors didn't have half their team injured for the second half of the All-Star break. Jared Allen, the starting center, was out most of the year. Um, Garland was out parts of that year. I, the Cavs had so many injuries. Rubio, exactly. Marketing, Karis Levert. I don't I, I, I don't think you do because you're going off. I know. If you're saying that they are legit going off record, equal the Raptors, in all stats. The Raptors have so a you better go coach. off record. The Raptors have a better coach, and they had better consistency this season because they didn't have a freaking galore Jackson, of injuries. You do, know, exactly. Toronto, you do know the Raptors lost all their players to COVID at one point. Legit, like all their players. Oh, boo friggin' who. The entire so NBA. So it's boo friggin' who for the Raptors. Jackson, 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 it's you and I for football. Okay. It's honestly horrible. Okay, okay. first, okay, no, because I was the I was the biggest on the Cavs. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have watched since our second episode, congratulations. <laughs> Scotty Mark. <gasps> so congratulations. Really, since the beginning of the year. I have picked. I have picked. I pick a rookie every year that I that I get on a hype train. John Morant over Zion. I that was I have been on that train forever. When I was looking at these stats, like Jake mentioned. Uh, Cade Cunningham, 17, 5 and 5. Scotty Barnes, 15, 8 and 4. Evan Mobley, 15, 9 and 3. Very similar. Cade Cunningham was out of the equation because he was hurt and his team sucked. Okay. So just nipped it in the bud. He's done. And, and I'll get back to a few stats in a second. So then the race got really close. The race really close between Scotty and Evan Barnes. There are two sati- there are three statistics. No. No, 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 it is. It is. The it stats are the same. It was Cade. No, 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 no. It was Cade and Mobley. It was Cade and Mobley. Those are the two. No, 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 no. I'm two. saying, I'm saying the race between Barnes and Mobley is close because their stats are almost exactly the same. What, are you are, are you saying I'm lying? You could come read them. The Cavs won 20 games last year. Look what Mobley did. What did the Raptors do last Mobley year? Mobley could legit be the next Anthony Davis. Scotty Barnes will never be better than Jay Crowder. You can. Oh my oh, God! That now. Okay. It's so bad. Okay. No, 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 no. So, so then, so then, so then. So then, since the stats are similar, here's what I did. I looked at PER. No one knows what that means. Per. Actually, no. Is that player efficiency rating? Yeah. I do know what that means. So. Out of boy. 
Cade Cunningham's was 13.1. Evan Mobley's 16.1. Scotty Barnes, 16.3. So I'm like, oh, it's close. They're literally inseparable. But then I looked at win shares. My God, Cade Cunningham did not help his team win. He actually had negative win shares. He lost the Pistons games. Because he was afraid of getting shot every night. (laughs) Good God. Hunter, I don't care what he was. I'm looking at the stats, okay? And then I looked at Evan Mobley's. And this is where Scotty Barnes won it for me. Evan Mobley had less win shares than Scotty Barnes. And since it was so close, I had to take – because those are the two most important advanced stats. Sum it up. I had to take Scotty Barnes. So my pick – it's Scotty Barnes. Hunter, Hunter, use your veto. No, it's being vetoed. Evan Mobley. It's Evan Mobley. It's Evan Mobley. It's Evan Mobley. Jack, are you vetoing Evan Mobley? Jack, are you no, because the chance going to win. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Jack, if you use your veto, we win this. I can't. I already used mine. On what? You. All right, we're going rock, paper, scissors then. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Not Scotty. I just went to the stats. I don't even care if I'm a homer. Evan Mobley is so Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, shut up. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, your hate to Scotty Barnes is awful. I hate, it was I hate him one, like the heat. I hate him like the heat. It was, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It was whoa. Scotty. I forgot something. Scotty Barnes had the most unassisted points of an NBA rookie. So, no, 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 no. So, when you talk to me about Evan Mobley not being able to go get – or being able to go get his own bucket better than Scotty Barnes, that's literally false. That's literally proven. Look, look, Hunter, I think you have to look at this here. Their numbers are literally equal. And right. Scotty Barnes was just a little bit better in certain categories, so it has to be. Scotty and also Barnes. had a better record. So unless you're saying Evan Mobley was so much better on the eye test, so much better that he should win, then it has to go to Scotty Barnes because Scotty Barnes also and this is coming from the from biggest cast fan this season, biggest cast fan by far this season. Do you want to use like, your by veto? Far. Do you want to use your veto on Evan Mobley? No, I, I can't. I, I, I would. Right, I literally we're won't. deciding this but on I rock hate... paper scissors, best of three. That's no, what we're, no, we're holding out. It's Evan Mobley or not. <laughs> no, okay, no, we're not no, doing no. this. We're, no. not, we're not just holding out. That's okay. not how life okay. works. Say, we can't just hold realist, out on things work. If you're going to say you have a Jackson O'Neal, then let's look at the stats right now. And the stats say Scotty Barnes. And you also you also piss me off. You have the same ad of everything. You and Jackson, you don't like it. No, no. We're just not accepted. That's not how life works. Come on. We're deciding this. We both lose the detail. No, this also pissed me off about you. It's with all your basketball takes. You only care about flashy players. Oh, no, I say my beat. Just because Scotty, just because Scotty, right. Scotty does nothing flashy, you don't like him. That's absolute well, horseshit. No, Jake and Charlie, he'll be a good just me, just me. Oh, okay. so hey, hey, Jake, oh my god, Jake and, hey, Jake and Carter, Jake and Carter, let's relax here. Let's take a deep breath. I know, but you and we're gonna go. This. We're gonna go Evan Mobley, or Hunter's gonna use his veto, and your rookie of the year is gonna be Franz Wagner or Kate Cunningham. No, I'm using my veto right now. So this is my veto. Join the Evan Mobley train or veto Evan Mobley. Have, I can't. I can't have our name associated with Franz Wagner, Kate Cunningham, Mr. Friend. Well, I'm fair. using my veto. All right, so your, veto, your veto's is gone, man. Uh, no, 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 no. My veto's gone. My veto's gone. I'm gonna make it for the rest of the. No, no. If he doesn't use it, that's me. Yeah, I'm using it. I'm officially using it. All right. So Scotty has just been vetoed. Unbelievable. Scotty, if you're listening, great job, Hunter. Send me a jersey. Okay. Yeah. Because I've been your homeboy. Hey, Scotty, if you're listening, fix the giant gap in your teeth. Oh my. All right. You're a disgusting person. Come on. Look at your ear. That's sick. Scotty Barnes is a talentless version of Michael Strahan. Oh my. You don't even believe in that. What did you say? A talentless version of Michael Strahan. 
the Olympics. You two, I have a gap in his teeth. You two are such pricks. You're such pricks. How you watch basketball and choose things? Come on, now you don't appreciate. Now it's the rookie of the year. Thank you for not being homeboy. I'm. I try my best. All right. The front of me's podcast official pick for NBA rookie of the year. It's Evan Mobley. Boom! You can't even boo Mobley. It's a frenemies. You can't boo frenemies. God, you two are bitches. <laughs> Absolute bitches. My God. Go pair of balls. Hey, Hunter, good for us. Good for us. I may use my V2 as just a, as a moment of hate just against one of your picks. Oh, All right. I don't think I have another. That I All right. So, frenemies, MVP. Can I start off here? Can I start off here? Yeah. All right. My my most valuable player is very simple. I, I follow one rule when it looks when it looks uh, when it comes to looking at most valuable player, and it's in the word. Who is the most valuable to your team? And it's not even close. It's Nikola Jokic. I know. It's not even close. You hate Embiid. It's fair. No, 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 no. Because let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you take Nikola Jokic and you look at the advanced stats and you look at uh, Jokic's win, uh, the I'm sorry, the point averages of the Denver Nuggets when Nikola Jokic is on the court. It is at the pace of a 66-win basketball team. When Nikola Jokic is off the court, and you look at the Nuggets' uh, points average when he's off the court, it is, it is at the rate of a 19-win basketball team. That is a 47-game difference. It's Nikola Jokic. He is the most valuable player, and it's not close. Jokic is my MVP. Can I go? Yeah, you go. Um, there's two big man this award. Um, I feel like Jokic is dominant in a different way than Embiid is. Well, yeah, Embiid because Embiid, is, Embiid just flops and shoots 40 okay, free throws. Look, he does get a lot of free throws, but Embiid – The most free throws, <laughs> not a lot. The most free throws in the NBA. He's the most valuable free throw shooter, not the most valuable player. They're dominant in different ways. And the, it's very tough, but my MVP is neither of them. My MVP is Giannis. Great pick. That's a great pick. He's almost an underrated player for me. Um, his just dominance and his effect on the game, offensively and defensively – and like people haven't noticed that Giannis actually has like an okay jump shot and three point shot now, which should just scare everyone. But I just he won MVP last year, I believe, or two years ago. Last year. And sim- very similar numbers. I think he does more for his team. You know, again, Jokic extremely impactful, but I think Giannis is as equally dominant and as equally as impactful as both of them. And because of that, I have Giannis as my MVP. Um, I'm going, let me, let me go real quick. I'm going Nikola Jokic as well. The Denver Nuggets season should have been over before it started. They lost their second, third best players in Jamal Murray, Kevin Porter, Michael Porter. I'm sorry, Michael Porter. Junior. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, I mean, the way Jokic has just kind of, I know they're about to get swept, but this is a regular season reward. And I've been going back and forth kind of on it with either Embiid or Jokic. Cause I have been saying, and Bede's the best player in the NBA. And I still might I still might believe that if I convince myself to it, but I've grown a hatred for Dwell Embiid watching this Raptors series. I really don't like him, like, at all. And so just maybe just based off hatred and – Hunter, let me tell you real quickly why that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm going to – I heard they are again, the, the, the twins of no. I honestly love <laughs> – That's what I'm going to call No. The twins of no. We're getting that. I actually hate Joel Embiid. We're getting that and he sounds like a girl, too. No. He actually sounds like such no. a female. Like, the way he talks, you hear him at the going, yeah, ah, I, like, I want to punch him in the face. He's got to be such a beta male. He's a small wiener. Oh, he's a beta male. He's such a beta. <laughs> Joel Embiid is such a beta. So, like, I had no issue with Joel Embiid or the 76ers until I saw Joel Embiid in person. And, you know, if I was a little bit older and a little more disheveled, I probably would have went Bottlegate 2.0 in the rock. 
watching Joel Embiid just made me want to pull my hair out because, you know, the 76ers, that's that's a phenomenal organization top to bottom. You know, they had uh, Julius Irving, who was one of the greatest NBA players of all time. It's a damn shame what they've turned into. Damn shame. It is. It really is. I'm going Jokic as well. Ladies and gentlemen. If this player did not get hurt, he would be the MVP this year. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James would have been the MVP this year if he did not get hurt. 31 and 49. Yeah, that's valuable, all right. Okay. So we're going to use your own stats. And I really – I can't wait for him to say no to this. The Nuggets record without <laughs> – no, Nicole, no, we're not doing Without <laughs> Nicole Jokic was 11-17. Do you know what the Lakers record was without LeBron? Probably pretty good. <laughs> Six and 18. Well, they didn't win a lot that's of games. not too bad. They were on pace – for a twenty-seven win season. Okay, that's only four worse than where they when than where they're at now, and they would have had players develop. Players would have actually got you know. Oh, time. I hate this argument. And, and but they would have had the that's LeBron not my James pick. media. That's not, my pick. that's not my pick. Good, that would have been an awful. It's not my pick. What thirty-one and forty-nine? <laughs> I really want to pick Joel, but I'm not going to. It's Nikola Jokic. He. That's the smart pick. He just was so dominant for the Nuggets. <laughs> he led them in every single stat. He's easily a top seven, top ten player in the league. And he should be back-to-back. It's Nikola Jokic. Jacob? Great pick. That's fair. I'm not mad if Jokic wins. I just think Gash get love. You know, I don't love that no one picked Embiid. I, mean, I do. I just, <laughs> I just hate Embiid. Flopper. That's such a bum. No, he is a great player. Though. Disgrace he's to basketball. He's like 300, like 280, 71, 280, he's and he plays like a four foot three beta male. God, he makes me so mad. He's honestly like, <laughs> and I haven't even watched him until this playoff series. Actually, no, we had a couple bets on him, so I watched him then. But like, other than that, he made me so PO'd. Who like just who had bets? You know, just push-up bets. Like, you know, whoever did the most push-ups. <laughs> so I did watch a couple. I did watch a couple Dwell Embiid games. And it wasn't even bad in the regular season, I felt like. because Probably because I wasn't really paying attention. No, it's awful. But you watching it, in person, it and, oh my gosh, he makes me so angry. Like, and then, like, him, like... He's like the Trey Young of centers. He is. No, he is. He actually... That's a, that, that is one of the best analogies <laughs> you ever had. That's unbelievable. I feel like I've been killing it this episode, to be honest. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm one of the biggest MB like haters too, because I hate you might be But he's also like no, guys, you also have to appreciate no, greatness. You don't because it's not greatness, it's free throw shooting. <laughs> All right. You and Hunter, he's you guys want to just start making out right now. You guys can with the way you're agreeing. But you actually you can't just <laughs> seven for can't... seven this weekend on my last game. <laughs> I actually thought of Dwell. I thought of the well Embiid. I said, wow, Joel? isn't this easy? Joel? Joel. You're saying Joel like the He's 7'1", 280 pounds. This, this last final so game. So I'm sure when we you played... were going down the lane and getting absolutely hammered, you're like, wow, it's so easy. <laughs> no, during AAU. Going down the lane and getting tackled. Oh, okay, okay hold on. Uh, from, from, are we talking about your AAU from, game? From someone. <laughs> are you, is he serious? I was 7 for some of the That's one of the best I've been free throw shooting wise. I'm a 17-year-old high school kid. That's say maybe a little above average in basketball. <laughs> Dwell B does this, and he makes, I don't know, what, 12 or 14? Woohoo! Good for him. If I made half, or not half, if I made double what I make now, I could be an NBA MVP. Yippee! <laughs> oh Woohoo! Good for Hunter! My awesome. God, it's so pathetic. He's Hunter. such a pathetic human being. And I don't even like Jokic that much. Like, Jokic, Jokic. No, listen. Jokic is such a bum, too. Because he complains and whines and bitches about everything as well. Is this coming from the, the twins of no? But it's not even. It's And beat is just so much worse. So I'm going to. See, they both have the same. As a smart, as a smart logical they man, I'm going to say no, 
and they go to such extremes that it forces all of them to go to the other extreme, and it forces fate and hatred. So every, their their hate spreads more hate, and it creates me to get more at like. Well, I hope everyone. My blood pressure goes up. up. I start to sweat. And I start to scream. It's just these two morons, and I'm the biggest MB hater here. But at least I have just a little bit of subjectivity. Where I'm able to <laughs> see you, something James. and still appreciate the greatness, the even if he sells some cards. Now, I don't know. I don't know if this has any relevance, but for whatever reason, this this reminded me of it. Second grade, I had a big poster that I looked at every day, and there's a quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. that said, "Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can, light can do that. Hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only only love can do that." Mm-hmm. And Honestly, Jake just said it to a T right there. Mine Hunter's hatred is driving out more hatred. It's not driving out love. So it just it shows the it shows old shows how wrong Martin Luther. No, how right he was. Or, how I'm right sorry, he was. I'm sorry. I actually meant right. I actually meant right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, so Martin Luther King Jr. Props, you hit that right on the head. Good job. These egotistical <laughs> morons don't even notice it. They should lay themselves to MLK. You know who we they are. They can't help you themselves. They legit yeah. can't help you're, themselves. What is Colin Cowherd? You're Skip Bayless. I completely you're agree Chris with that. Chris the Mad Dog Russo, and I'm Stephen A. Smith. That's that's the podcast right there. If you're Stephen A., I feel really good about myself. <laughs> Listen, Stephen A. has made some valid points. That's not true. All right, all right, we got to get going. I actually had a really good point, but I forget what it was, so let's keep going. No, you already made 5,000 right, points. We are going, another... we're going to take another small break because we have our three customized Frenemies Awards, and this should get interesting. All right, coming back, resuming to our customized Shredemies, um award ceremony. Um, this should get interesting. These are our awards that made us do this. And we're going to start. Well, I guess they do have Man of the Year. This is like Frenemies Man of the Year. This is our little Let's, uh, to the new audience here, let's refresh our NFL Frenemies Customs Award. Our, uh, our NFL Frenemies Man of the Year was Miami Dolphins right tackle Robert Hunt. What a beast. He caught a touchdown on uh, – Thursday night football against the Ravens that called got called back. Our front of me's man of the year. Oh, sorry, I just said that. Our front of me's man of the year was Robert Hunt. We didn't have a front of me's moment of the year. Our front of me's failure of the year was an intense 15-minute heated debate between where I showed up, actually. Yeah, Carter showed up midway through this episode. Our front of me's failure of the year officially went to Henry Ruggs, but it was a very close debate between Henry Ruggs and Antonio Brown. You need to listen to that episode. Go back and look up NFL front uh, frenemies NFL award show. One of our best episodes we've ever made. Hilarious. Going back to the NBA frenemies man of the year. Mine's very very simple. Uh, for people that don't know, I have three sports heroes in life: um, Jimmy V, great coach who ended up dying; um, Aaron Kraft, and Matthew Delvadova. They all kind of the way they promoted hustle, belief, never stop believing. Jose Alvarado. I don't know if anybody knows this. I love Jose. I think everyone does he's, now. He's actually ESPN, you just can't stop point. posting about him now. Yeah. Undrafted. The only reason he's on that team because he works his ass off because offensively it's kind of hard to watch sometimes. Celtics won, by the way. Swept. Sorry, I just had to say that. Oh, Continue. The way he just – he has his own move now. Like, he comes from the corner after a made shot. Mm-hmm. Even, even have a missed shot. Out of nowhere. It's the way he just steals the ball. But his, his just commitment – for his love of his team, he'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter if he puts zero points or 15 points. He'll do whatever it takes to make his team win. Yeah. And for that, I love him, and he's my man of the year. Jake, me and you have very similar mans of the year. If we have been watching the Minnesota Timberwolves series, it's been protesters galore. My man of the year, similar to Jose Alvarado, also came out of nowhere, was eyeing down that protester in the stands. That, she yeah. got one step onto the court. Boom. Scouting. My oh, NBA, Frenemies, man of the year. Well, woman. I think it's a woman. 
No, 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 no. She's not my. No, 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 no. It's the security guard. Was the security guard a woman? Yeah. Yeah, security guard's a woman. My frenemy's woman of the year. I like that. Let's get diverse here. Frenemy's woman of the year, the Minnesota Timberwolves security guard. That is my frenemy's woman of the year. She did pounce. Like she, she did. saw one she step and she scouted. She was and she that's was eyeing that girl down. And Carter, that's attention to detail. That's doing the film. Friend whipped out the phone. She stepped onto the court. Bam. Honestly, incredible job. Uh, she should be so proud of herself, and she should be getting prepared for Thursday night when she goes number one overall to the Jacksonville right, Jaguars. Guys, so I have a duo here. I don't know. I don't know if you will know this name. You might. Twenty-one-year-old center. Is a duo. There's two of them. 21-year-old center, Charles Bassey, and 33-year-old center, DeAndre Jordan. The you, centers on the Sixers? On the Sixers, the two backups. For man of the... You just listen to me. Man of the year. This, this <laughs> is me good. All year. Joel Embiid is such a beta male. They have to deal with him every single day. That can't be your reasoning. No, listen. Every single day, they have to dwell, deal with Joel Embiid, and obviously not as good. But I think if I was a backup center having to guard Joel Embiid and probably pamper him legit the entire day, like they're probably his maids. Those two backup centers are probably his maids. I think I'd punch Joel Embiid in the face. <laughs> I know. I seriously would. He's one of the most annoying players I've ever seen. So I think I'm going with Charles Bassey and DeAndre Jordan as my two co, co-man of the year. If I had my veto, I'd use it. That's one of the worst. No, we're going to go to Carter. You're going to think of a new man of the year. No, I had another role where you silence someone for category. I want Hunter silence. <laughs> like, a, like a skip in Uno? Yeah, I just, I'm so sick. Right, Carter, you're up. God. That's awful. Ladies and gentlemen, my man of the year. Well, one of them is a man of the year. And one of them is people of the year. My people of the year, which I think they're going to finish second, are New York Knicks fans. What? I, I, as a New York Knicks fan. Like New York Knicks? Is this NBA? Yeah, I would cry. I would cry if I was New York Knicks. They're never being saved. They're never winning another title. They're a pathetic organization. They have one glimmer of hope. Okay. You know what it's like? This is like the downturn. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not even going to bring him into the conversation. It's just sad. Like, the paper bags on their face, it's just sad. And and, and I would – and I. it's just hard. But my man of the year is Steve Nash. And let me explain to you what? why. And let me explain oh, to you, okay. let me explain to you why. Carter, I just used my veto. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Nash had to deal with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. Yeah, very similar. Okay, reasons. no, okay. Ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 you're out. You're not even close. <laughs> Actually, I'll silence myself. Good. I'll let you free talk. I'm sticking with mine. Mine's not being changed. James Harden is probably the least or the best of the worst when it comes to divas that he's had to deal with and he's bad yeah. Kyrie Kyrie Irving must have been like Emperor Palpatine to Ben Simmons Vader and masters of how to get paid to avoid work I mean just any literally any excuse and I don't I'm not even bringing any of the world events into it I'm just looking at it from a basketball perspective they needed you Kyrie you just got swept because you weren't on the floor for the majority of the season building cohesion. Okay. And then Kevin Durant, ever since his whole Twitter thing, 
he's you're, just you're a whiner. Right. That locker room and like of people he's had to deal with, even Andre Drummond. And like and like when Kevin Durant went on JJ Reddick's podcast and said the reason I don't score sixty is I don't see adjustments like other players. Are we are we serious? You didn't see any adjustments in the Celtics series. We should ask him that. I don't. I almost want to DM him asking that. And then, and then, the worst, which I'm going to get to in a second. I'll go on my whole because I detest this player, Ben Simmons. You are a jump shot away from being almost a Hall of Fame caliber, an MVP. You are a jump shot away from being a more athletic Luka Doncic, basically. You. Should never play another moment in the NBA if you if I was your coach. And so Steve Nash, who or Ben Simmons gets picked. Sorry, did you just say that in the podcast? Are you kidding? His girlfriend Maya Jama, seriously, like he's such a beta. God, he's <laughs> that might be worth him to well Embiid. All right, continue. For all the the mothers <laughs> listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that was just, just said. Just <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't even know where I was. <laughs> you said you're, you you're going to be silent no, for five minutes. Instagram. It was just a thought. <laughs> Steve Nash, who I'm not even saying he's been a good coach or has made the right adjustments, especially in the Celtics series. Um, Honestly, I would be like, he has to be taking some form of medication to take his mind off it. Like, I just... I don't even. It's like it's like you know what it's like. It's like being the manager of the Kardashians. That's what it would be like. Isn't Simmons? Didn't Simmons date a Kardashian? Yeah. I mean, the biggest uh, like. No, I, I, if I you picture him, like, I don't know. Mine's him trying to walk in the locker room. You have Kevin Durant tweeting out uh, like in his burner account. You have Kyrie Irving letting uh, off weed. Going, like, <laughs> like having spring sage all over the no, locker it's room, like a, so he gets locked in. Who's the guy? You have that, Andre Drummond who's walking around like a penguin, thinking he should be being paid like thirty five million dollars a year. You have Ben Simmons <laughs> who filed to get twenty million dollars when he literally didn't play yeah, a game, ben and then like said faking, he was like said taking injuries so he doesn't have. Said to he was going to play game three, and then does light basketball activity and wakes up with back pains. Like this is one of the points Stephen A. made that I actually agree with. You're not going in the UFC octagon. You're not going to fight Tyson Fury. Suit up. They need you. They're dying out there. They need some defensive presence and another option because they're teeing off on Kevin Durant. Keep in mind, this is your man of the year. You also have Steve James, Nash is my man. I know, of the year. but you also have James Harden, who's probably eating a rack of ribs because wow. he's literally trying to be fat so he can get traded so he can be worse, which is just incredible. I mean, let me say this real quickly about the man of the year. I'm a little disappointed on the spree this went on. All. Oh. Three of us, with the exception of Jake, all of our men, well, in my you know diversity, my woman of the year, they all came from something negative. The Timberwolves PETA protesters for Hunter Joel Embiid. No, 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 no. Mine is not negative. It is Steve, negative. Steve Nash. I am celebrating you. It is. It is a positive. But you're that celebrating you're still him. Alive. No, no. But you're celebrating him for bad things of other people. If that makes sense. Our, our man of the year for the NFL. I. It was just great. I feel like, like, like to, it's better when you come from a place of love than a place of hate. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't like this. I don't like this for man of the year. We have failure no, of the year. That's where our place of hate goes. <laughs> My place of hate's been going this entire episode, and I'm gonna stay consistent. I'm consistent man. <laughs> That's fine, but so I feel like on. we, sh- I, I feel like, cry. I feel like we should throw out some other names for the frenemies man of the year that just. For good reasons and not any bad. Reasons I mean, I'm. Just, I love my pick. Jose Alvar- I love Jose Alvarado. He's, he's too. a he's a Mexican deli is what I think of him as. Yeah. I'll throw someone out there right now. 
the Charlotte Hornets play-by-play guy? No. You don't I'm like you don't like Eric Collins? I mean, yeah, but like at the same time, like for the Cavs games and watching the blatant, just obvious bias, and like I understand it's supposed to be biased because like his own network. But to the extremes it goes to, him and the woman on the 76ers broadcast, oh, so they bad. need to be fired. So bad. They, they need to be gone. I can't oh, no, Stop, that. stop, stop. You're silenced there. Because you're just going to say something. Oh, I, I like nope. Jose, by the way. We can go with him. I, I'm fine with Jose Alvarado, too. I, actually, I, I love actually, Jose Alvarado. He's as a well. hustle guy. I love this. He's a friend of me's official man of the year, Jose Alvarado. <laughs> Great job, buddy. Um. Should we, do you want to save that for last? Yeah, no, let's go moment of the year last. We can go failure now. No, no, no go moment because I feel like failure is going to get us off the rails. So let's do four minutes with moment, and then we'll finish the final 15. Frenemies, moment of the year. Um, I'm going to start it here. For me, it's obvious. When I thought of this, it came to one moment. Um, at once upon a time, the Lakers were playing the Pistons, and there's some sort of altercation between <laughs> LeBron and Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> And they, they, they cut place. to LeBron, and LeBron's talking to, I believe, his coach or a ref, and they're just having a calm discussion. And then they go to the left, and Isaiah Stewart is literally <laughs> looks ass. like a bowl, <laughs> like the just, you know how they like they tase the yeah. ball, they hit the balls, and he just starts running wildly. He wanted to kill LeBron. Legit <laughs> kill. That is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And Isaiah Stewart beelines toward LeBron. For me, it's easily moment of the I was legit shocked. I thought like they like made the video like like it wasn't like it wasn't real. I had to like watch it multiple times. It was incredible. Have you seen the voiceover too? Where yeah. they where they have the old like <laughs> legendary WWE announcer? Yeah. My God, it's Undertaker. It's unbelievable. No, that's a great that's a great choice for moment of the year. Carter, what's yours? My moment of the year, it came down to two. One was LeBron scoring. But that's not my moment of the year. My moment of the year is Stephen Curry getting to the all-time threes leader. Good choice. I, I mean, he should, as much as I, as much as like literally nothing made me want to rip my heart out and set my hair on fire and pull my eyeballs out more than hearing bang down eighteen through all those finals. Curry has changed the game, and just to see him accomplish that feat from. Uh, you know, a mid-major school like Davidson and stuff like that. Like, so that's my moment. So my moment, even before, like, the, my the moment of the year was honestly the only thing I had. Was honestly the only thing I had. Like, I knew coming into this, like, what I was going to do. And my moment of the year was Jose Alvarado's steals. Like, like that was I know, like that was actually my moment of the year. Every play he made, like I've never seen it. Like a, a player does it here and there. He consistently did it throughout the year. Like over and over and over, so it's not a it's not really a good one because I know we just did him as the man of the year. But I just want to bring him up again because I really like Jose Alvarado, Jack. I can't believe the Curry one was this season. That doesn't even feel like this season. Yeah, it feels so long ago. My moment of the year this year, and uh, this might be cliche. It's having full stadiums. It's having a full like playoff atmosphere you know back. What? That's my moment. Okay, that's here. actually I like I love that. Yeah, it's the smartest thing you said all day. I honestly feel like I've been on fire this episode, to be honest. <laughs> I honestly think this is one of my best. You know, I vote. I'll go with Jack. I like that. The moment of the year, having the fans back, it it just feels right, and it feels like the whole reason sports are a huh. thing, and the reason 
I love sports. So I'm going to go with Jack. I like this. I'm the moment of the year was the first game where all the fans were back. Really? Yep. Okay. I like you, Isaiah Stewart's bull rush because it reminded me of Mouse at the Palace and fighting in the NBA is yeah. really funny. But that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Hunter, get together. Uh, the frenemy's official pick for moment of the year, having fans back in the seat. All right. Now, just a warning. If you're in your car, turn down the volume a little bit. If you're on AirPods, turn it down. Things, I don't know. This could be calm. It t- could take five minutes. It could get heated, and it could take 25. So we'll just see how this goes. It could lead to now, a Now, we're going to have Jack and Carter go last. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll Hunter go will go first. I'll go first. So the NF, uh, NBA frenemies failure of the year. Hunter, you go first. I'll um, go second, and then we'll see where things go. So I don't even know. Russell Westbrook's stats this year or what he's done. But my failure of the year is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> what a pathetic loser human being and NBA basketball player. Okay. He's a great dad. He's a great person. We're not oh calling God. him a bad human. No, 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 no. Joel Embiid, yes. Ben Simmons, yes. He's on that level. The no disagree. No, 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 no. he's I on that level stand. because he might have just destroyed LeBron. One of my favorite players ever. And Russell Westbrook <laughs> ruined him. And yeah, legit oh, ruined him. This is why he's a bad person. Just, no, because I'm in the in, in the can you shut know, up? I know I hate LeBron, but that take is so bad. In the locker run. room, in the locker room, I guarantee you, Russell Westbrook, like, all right, all right Ronnie, I'm getting the shots tonight, buddy. Like, he's, no, like, he's, he's not. He's such a <laughs> no, that's not. He's true. such a. Chicks, look at him with thunder. He demanded for rebounds. He actually told Stephen Adams to not rebound, so he gets. Oh, that's terrible. He's a selfish moron. Look, I don't like LeBron James, but no one's ever going to look back at the season and say, "Yep, yeah, this is the reason LeBron James is in a phenomenal." No, you would. No, you would. No, you would. You would be that guy to do that. LeBron's a great NBA player. I ask like ask anyone, I ask NBA anyone on TikTok, on Twitter, on any social media page, and they will say Russell Westbrook sucks. So even if it's not a no, game, no they, they will. They will, idiot. Just sit that's mine. That's mine. So, no, it just has to be brought up, and he has to be in the top four. Russell Westbrook is a failure in life and in not in life. He's, he's a good person. <laughs> okay. Good so my, father. My Russell Westbrook is, is Russell involved Westbrook. in many charities. Russell Westbrook is a great guy. Bad I basketball player. Probably involved in charities. Too. Oh my! <laughs> All right, you have been failure of the year. Off the rails this episode. We just, just, All right. We just said, he said I bet Hitler was in multiple charities too. <laughs> Once again, we we do not condone, we do not condone anything. No, anything we are also not held liable for anything that comes out of Hunter's mouth. <laughs> now, my failure of the year, a similar thing. I feel like, I feel like it's by a lot of our picks, especially Jackson's. Um, the Lakers as a whole, they were predicted. I was looking at like past things. They were predicted over 50 wins. A lot of ha- a lot of people had them as title favorites. And for them just to self-implode and just – like Russell Westbrook's going to be gone. Anthony Davis may be traded. Frank Vogel's gone. The GM, Palenka, could also be gone. They literally, this whole season has been such a debacle. The whole Lakers organization as a whole is a failure. And, um, okay, here we go. Jax, who wants to go first? I'll go first because I'm going to have to respond to Jax. No, can I? Can I I'm going to no. go first. Just talk to <laughs> it's, it's already said. You all out there know <laughs> that I hate LeBron James. I despise LeBron James. As a basketball player. You know, off the court, he's honestly a pretty good dude. I just hate him as a basketball player. With that said, my frenemy's failure of the year is Ben Simmons. Thank you. He is god awful. Oh, I have Westbrook's worse. No, no. Let me say this about Ben Simmons. 
You are a disgrace to America. Thank you. You are a disgrace to Philadelphia. You, you are a disgrace to Brooklyn. You are a disgrace to Australia. Ben Simmons, you were targeting a game for return. The Brooklyn Nets traded the house to get you to form a big three that could go to the finals. They did that for you. And you didn't recover. You didn't put the work in. And then game four, you're supposed to be good to go. You know what his excuse was? Back soreness. Guess what? I'm 6'5 and skinny. I wake up with back soreness every day of my life. And I still go to school and I still love my Thank life. Thank you. Ben Simmons ought to be ashamed of himself. He is an absolute failure. You know, there's people, there's people right now in Ukraine that are waking up with back soreness that are saying, man, I got to go fight off Putin today. But no, because I have back soreness, I'm going to sit it out. Ben Simmons is an absolute disgrace. You're playing basketball. You're playing 48 minutes of dribble, dribble, drive, and shoot. Okay? It's it's a sport. It's a child's game. You're playing with back soreness. It's honestly, it's a disgrace. I hate LeBron James, but he played through injuries, and LeBron's one of the greatest players ever. I think he's a big reason for the Lakers' failures this year. I don't like LeBron. He is number two on my list. But Ben Simmons, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, you cowardly, cowardly little beta male. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, in a rare moment of cohesion, me and Jackson are on the exact same page. Ben Simmons, it's it's not even the fact that you're paid that much money. It's the fact that you went and got filed for $20 million of That's money, another money that, that you weren't off. paid. But you haven't been playing. You haven't played a, a, a second of basketball for the Brooklyn Nets. They needed you desperately. And you didn't go on the court, and and the biggest problem, the biggest problem I have is <clears throat> you were the biggest failure in the playoffs last year. It wasn't close. You don't shoot a layup. I don't care about a jump shot. You don't shoot. A, you don't even shoot a layup, much less a jump shot, because you can't shoot. You don't shoot a layup. You diss Philadelphia fans, which, by the way, I just have to say, I think Cleveland fans are pretty strong for our commitment to to some sucky, Medi- sucky mediocrity. teams. Mediocrity. Like, we well, – no, we, we praise re- mediocrity. Mediocrity is amazing for Cleveland fans. Philadelphia fans are an elite tier of fans. They des- – no, they are. They deserve better. That is just pathetic. But the fact that he trashed them, said he would, you know, be back and better than ever, and what did he do? Nothing. He's done nothing. And, and honestly, like, and honestly, he should be done, in my opinion. He should I, be done. I would like to say another real quick. I like that. I mean, Ben Simmons should win this award. Another failure of the year. <clears throat> and maybe just because and I, I loved him last year, honestly. And he's not even a failure, but just like my own personal failure was Trey Young. Like <sighs> watching him send the Cleveland Cavaliers home was just so sad. Oh, and when he oh. waved off our fans okay. and seeing it in person, I was just like I want to. I want to. I want to punch you in the face. Okay, so he's not a failure. He's not really he's a, a failure. He's your enemy of the year. Your friend of me enemy. And that's that's, a, that's fine. But Trey Young, Young my friend of me enemy of the year. No, Hunter, that's honestly not bad because Trey no, Young. It's Trey, bad. It's, no, it's not it's because bad. Trey Young last year went from just a villain in New York. He was just mm-hmm. a villain to the Knicks. Cleveland hates him. Not a lot. Of no one in the there, no teams in the league like Trey Young anymore. Every time he touches the ball, he's he's because he's, he's good. It's no, good he's a Joel Embiid. It's a compliment. He's a Joel Embiid guard. Other good players don't get booed. Every time Trey Young touches the ball. Are we actually talking to... about this? Trey Young has had he's well, all he's gonna be on an all NBA team. Probably, I don't know. So no, he's not a failure of the year. You just hate him because he's well, good. Joel Embiid's on. I'm, I'm talking from a Joel Embiid's on an all NBA team. He's pathetic. Is he a failure he's an of the MVP year? MVP Joel, Joel Embiid might be the worst basketball players I've ever seen. Oh my god, it's actually so no, bad. We're nipping it. We're done. We're done. No, nope. <laughs> I actually like I, that. I'm gonna stay calm. No, we I'm don't. Calm. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been I've been unfocused for the past twenty minutes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a logical. I'm gonna say. 
I can average 30 off free throws if I was 7'1", 450 pounds too. Dwell Embiid should be on Weight Watchers. It's honestly pathetic. <laughs> I hate Dwell Embiid. Trey Young is the guard version of Dwell Embiid. So I honestly, this is why I hate Trey Young too. Ben Simmons, everyone. I'm going with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. All right. Um, just just for future reference, there will be an NBA episode where we talk about all time debates where LeBron and all. New TikTok that, coming out. That that'll be the that, that's when Carter's gonna explode. When Jack's parents aren't home. Yeah, but um, Ben Simmons is the M- uh, NBA friend. Sorry, the frenemies official pick for failure of the year. You suck. You should never play another game. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you later. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Frenemies podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. On Spotify, make sure you interact with our polls and questions. On Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating. And if you really want to and have a chance on making it into our show, you can leave an audio recording on your take, opinion, and whatever you want to say. Thanks for listening.